Welcome back, guys and ghouls. You're listening to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween, the scariest podcast that's allowed to be available on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 31 spine-tingling stories every single day of Halloween. As you know, now is the time to turn off the lights, light a candle, tell your husband or wife to leave the room, because you listen to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween alone. And I don't care what people say, everybody knows that Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween rides you hard and puts you away wet. So start your seance or put a pentagram on the ground because Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween starts right now. Charlie Chaplin had delighted millions while he was alive. But little did he know he would be entertaining people long after he died as well. This is the shocking true story of how grave robbers stole Charlie Chaplin's little body out of his grave. The year was 1977, and it was a wonderful, beautiful Christmas morning. Charlie Chaplin was 88 years old, and he was surrounded by his wonderful family. He had just finished opening up all of the gifts that he had been given. He had had quite a haul that year. He had received a Sega Genesis from his grandson, a new car from his wife, and then just when he thought that he wouldn't get a game to accompany his Sega Genesis, his granddaughter surprised him and bought him Sonic the Hedgehog. Speaking of hogs, Charlie Chaplin was in hog heaven. This was the best Christmas ever. Unfortunately, it would be his last. After a wonderful meal of cooked goose and playing several rounds of Sonic the Hedgehog, Charlie Chaplin died peacefully in his favorite comfortable chair, surrounded by the people he loved. It was a wonderful send-off for such a wonderful, wonderful man. But, in 1977, there were also two not-so-wonderful men. Roman Wardaz and Gancho Ganez. Two auto mechanics working in Switzerland, where Charlie Chaplin had just died. These two were the worst auto mechanics in the world. Every single car that went to their shop ended up working less good than when it was brought in. They were corrupt, evil, evil auto mechanics who would do horrible stuff like say that you had something wrong with your car and it wasn't really that wrong and then replace it and charge you a bunch. Absolutely unscrupulous auto mechanics. On Christmas Day, 1977, they were together trying to make the most of a holiday that both made them depressed. They hated Christmas. When it came time to exchange gifts to each other, Roman bought Gancho, a Sega Genesis, but no game. And when Gancho went to give his gift to Roman, it was Sonic the Hedgehog with no Sega Genesis. But because they were such awful men, neither one of them wanted to lend their gift to the other so that they could actually play with the gift that they were given. So, they had a horrible Christmas and had to split a cooked goose amongst them. 
they would recall that that was the worst Christmas ever, and it was happening at the exact same time that Charlie Chaplin was having one of the most epic. Two days later, Roman and Gancho were fighting over a newspaper, because each one wanted to read the Sunday Funnies first. Like the classic bumbling pair they were, they ended up ripping the Sunday Times in half, and they weren't able to read the funnies at all. But what they did see on the front page of the newspaper was that Charlie Chaplin had died. They had both loved Charlie Chaplin. All of his movies, The Modern Times, The Great Dictator, Seva, Wetheads, and so many more that they lost count. They were trying to recite all the ones they knew to each other, but they lost count after those four. Roman and Gaucho were two of the stupidest men in the world. It would have been hard to find somebody, two people, stupider than them. So, the plan they came up with was indicative of how stupid they were. Because when they read the news that Charlie Chaplin had died, they thought it would be a good idea to dig up his coffin and try to ransom his family for money. Roman and Gancho went to the cemetery two months after Charlie Chaplin had died and been buried. The cemetery in the Swiss village of corsier sur veve was especially dark that night when those two little stinkers went to go steal Charlie Chaplin's dead body. Roman was a superstitious man like most dumb people, and he thought the idea of digging up a coffin was very scary, especially because this was the scariest cemetery he had ever been to in his life. Gaucho was stupid too, but not as stupid as Roman, so he knew that there was nothing supernatural that was real, and that nothing would actually harm them even though they were in a cemetery in the dead of night, robbing a grave. Looking back, who was actually stupider? They trudged through the dark cemetery with barely any light to guide them, just two flashlights and the light of the moon, a bright, awful moon, that when Roman looked up at it, he felt like the face of God was judging him. The wind was howling, and there were no lights in the cemetery. It stood on a hill, isolated from everything else in the village. They knew where Charlie Chaplin's burial plot was because it had been in the paper a few days after Charlie Chaplin had been laid to rest. It was in the center of the cemetery because he was the most famous man that had been buried there. A bust of Charlie Chaplin, a stone bust, had been erected to mark his grave. It was a beautiful likeness of him, as if it had been carved from marble by Michelangelo. They had captured his little mustache and his little eyebrows and his little wiggly nose and his favorite suit that he always wore. Roman looked at the bust and it sent a shiver down his spine. In all the movies that he had seen of Charlie Chaplin, Charlie was always smiling 
like a little impish, fun guy. But for some reason, the bust of Charlie Chaplin had rendered his face with a almost frowning disposition, like Charlie Chaplin was upset to be dead. Roman tried to show Gaucho that this was an odd disposition for Charlie Chaplin's bust, but Gaucho was in the moment. He had already started to dig into Charlie Chaplin's burial plot. Come on, come on, let's dig. I don't got all night, Gaucho said. Yeah, but something's wrong here. The way he's looking, it's like he's judging us. Ain't no one can judge no man of anything on this earth. Only God or Satan, Gaucho said. Now keep digging. Wind rushed through the cemetery, causing all the trees to start to sway. Roman started to dig because he was scared of how mad Gaucho was at him. He started to get into the routine of digging and almost was able to stop thinking about what it was that they were doing. But then, when Roman went to catch a breath, he looked back up at the bust of Charlie Chaplin and was horrified by what he saw. Charlie Chaplin was now smiling at him. Something had changed in how the bust looked, and it looked now like Charlie Chaplin was deviously smiling down at what they were doing to his body, like he was in on some joke that they were not a part of. Gaucho, Gaucho, look! Charlie Chaplin's expression has changed! He's smiling at us! Then stop looking at him and dig! Gaucho said. Come on, we're nearly there! He was right. They were deep into the burial plot of Charlie Chaplin, so much so that Roman looked down and saw that Gaucho was tapping the lid of Charlie Chaplin's coffin. Roman was scared of his friend Gaucho and didn't want to disappoint him anymore. Roman knew that Gaucho was the more unscrupulous of them, and if he didn't like what Roman was doing, he would just as surely kill him and take the ransom for himself from Charlie Chaplin. So Roman now looked away from the Charlie Chaplin bust he gave it just one last look and saw that Charlie Chaplin's expression had returned back to the disapproving frown that it had been upon them entering the cemetery. With a, just a few more minutes of work, they were able to unearth the coffin and, using a rig that they had set up from their auto mechanic shop, gradually get the coffin out of the burial plot. It was a beautiful, beautiful gold casket that shone in the moonlight. It looked like the coffin one might assume a king would be buried in, thought Roman. This man had been so admired in his life that it was like the burial of a king. And here they were disturbing this king, ruining the last place that he was meant to live. All right, let's pull it up onto the truck, Roman said. But he knew what Gaucho was doing. Gaucho was walking closer and closer to the golden coffin. Roman didn't have to be smart to know what Gaucho was going to do. It was just too enticing. I don't think you should do that. Come on, Gaucho, I don't think you should do that. Let's just get him up on the truck. I came all the way here to unbury a corpse, and you think I'm not going to take a peek at him? 
Gaucho said. This man thought he was all high and mighty when he was in the movies. He had a wonderful family and all the fame and money in the world. And look at him here. Look at him now. His body is in here. He's nothing now, Gaucho said. What do they call that? The Great Equalizer. And then, Gaucho, with his rough, auto-mechanic-like hands, ripped open the coffin so that he could take a look at Charlie Chaplin's rotting corpse. Well, look at this here. The king of the movies and the king of the world ain't nothing but a rotten, stinking corpse. Look at him, Roman. Come on, open your eyes and look at him. Roman couldn't. This was far beyond what he had ever imagined that they would do. He thought that they would steal their coffin and get a ransom within a day, and he would never have to look at one of his heroes dead in a coffin. What are you going to do, leave me to look all by myself, Roman? You better open your eyes right now, Gaucho said, knowing that a command from Gaucho might as well have been law. Roman opened his eyes and looked at Charlie Chaplin's rotting corpse in the coffin. Roman's simple mind was blown away. He was seeing a hero all throughout his life, dead as a doornail, and his brain couldn't make sense of it. Roman fell backwards almost in a faint and accidentally hit the towing apparatus that was affixed to Charlie Chaplin's coffin. It caused the line to rapidly retract back into the truck, causing the coffin to shoot forward right at them as fast as a bullet. Roman winced and heard as the coffin crashed into the truck and broke into a million pieces. When he finally had the strength to look back, he watched as Charlie Chaplin's corpse body flew up and landed directly on his friend Gaucho. The force of Charlie Chaplin's body knocked Gaucho out cold. Roman stood there, dazed. He couldn't believe what had happened. This was unlike anything that had ever happened to him before in all of his 40 years of living. He took a deep breath and slowly started to regain his strength, but Gaucho still laid lifelessly underneath Charlie Chaplin's body. Roman, with all of the strength he could muster, looked up and looked into Charlie Chaplin's face there lying on the ground over his friend. He saw that something had changed in Charlie Chaplin's dead face. Charlie Chaplin, just as the bust had before him, now had an eerie smile on his face, replicating exactly the expression of his stone bust. But now, Gaucho was not present to curb his fear. Roman screamed and screamed like he never had before in his life, why was he here? What was he doing? How had he ever been convinced to go to a graveyard in the middle of the night to unearth a dead hero of his? Now that Gaucho was not there, Roman was in control of his actions again. He didn't have this evil force pushing him forward. Roman now gathered all of his courage and made the easiest decision of his life. Roman went over to the Gaucho and Charlie Chaplin 
tangle of bodies and pulled them both by their arms back towards the unearthed gravesite. They were easier than you would imagine to pull. Both were small men. Once Gaucho and Charlie Chaplin had been brought to the lip of this hole, Roman pulled Gaucho and threw him down into this black abyss. And then, as delicately as he could, he pushed Charlie Chaplin back into his burial plot. For the next hour, Roman was committed, more committed than even the most faithful groundskeeper, to putting Charlie Chaplin's burial plot right. He took the pieces of Charlie Chaplin's former casket and threw them down into the burial plot to join the bodies. He brought all of the dirt back and reburied it successfully. And he was there working as the sun came up over the trees of the cemetery. It had been hard to ignore Gaucho's cries as he lowered the dirt onto his body. Without Gaucho there, Roman felt free for the first time in a long time. He didn't even need to look at the bust of Charlie Chaplin to know that he was no longer smiling. It would be two days before any of Charlie Chaplin's family went to go visit him in the cemetery. But when they arrived, they noticed quickly that his gravesite looked like shit. There was overturned dirt everywhere, his bust was slightly askew, and there were still gold pieces of Charlie Chaplin's coffin that Roman had missed. But Roman was far away by then, and far from being a suspect in this graveyard tampering situation. Roman was actually having a pretty good time. He had put the Sonic the Hedgehog game into his Sega Genesis and was playing Sega Genesis for the first time. He didn't think that Gaucho would mind that much. In fact, he knew that Gaucho wouldn't. Gaucho wouldn't mind anything ever again. The end. Well, everyone, once in a while, I tell a truly scary story. Unlike some of the major flops that I've done in the past, like the Sleepy Hollow one or the Exorcist episode, my by far worst episodes and the least played. But that was a true spine-tingling story brought to you by yours truly. I hope to God that you can sleep tonight because I know that I'm going to be having nightmares from that, just from telling you it. Now, I love you all so much, and I want to thank you so much for listening. If you ever wanted to recommend my podcast to anyone, I would so much appreciate it. And my Venmo is just Riley Hamilton if you want to send me money. Thank you so much for listening to Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween. And I'll see you tomorrow for another truly frightening tale. And don't forget to tell your friends, Riley Hamilton's 31 Days of Halloween rides you hard and puts you away wet.